back, y'all. The boys are back. We're in the same room again where we can touch each other, but not no, in a weird way. No fun and easy banter? No. Leading in, we're just going, we're going for it. Not it. I mean, what, what can we possibly banter about? Well, I was going to talk about my ability to tell you where every NBA player went to college. My brother and I do it. What a witty anecdote. All right, let's try this. Let's see. Okay. Um, I'm going to think of a random basketball player who is not that popular, but obviously grew up in the States. Let's see. Larry Hughes. Oh, um, I do too. Uh, Oklahoma. No, not Oklahoma State. Tennessee. St. Louis University. Mm, shit. Boom. Damn. Foiled him. <laughs> Fucking did. foiled him. You got me there. Man, that was easy. I'm, I'm usually pretty good. Larry Hughes is a player. I'm, Larry Hughes is a player I haven't thought about in a long time. We're gonna have to edit that out of the podcast because that was really. No, 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 no. I'll, t- I'll take my own. I'll take it. Man. All right. I, I have a buddy who will call me up randomly and like name a player and then I'll answer it and he'll be like, "Damn it!" I'll just hang up the phone. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. Yeah, sucker, give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a North shot. North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm pretty sure. Wow. No, he had to go to a state school, but he wasn't very educated. He went to NC State. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Uh, sorry for the listeners who went to NC State, I guess. Um, in any case, we are back. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 70 of NBA, the podcast where we try to talk about NBA shit. We usually just talk a lot of shit. Um, today's episode is Tad. Mavericks legend, Dennis Rodman. Hmm. I forgot that he wore number seventy. He did. Uh, he had so many. I feel like we're at the point in the in the podcast where he's going to be a lot of the remaining numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just going to be. Well, like, I can't yeah. wait till ninety six with Ron Artest. Mm. Eighty four, Chris Weber. Yeah, oh, a lot of good ones there. One. Uh, the one one guy that I uh, there is one guy who wore seventy in nineteen fifteen. I'm not sure what his name. I didn't know that. Like, there was professional basketball in 1950. I didn't think there was either. I thought it was still, like, peach basket shit. <laughs> but it basically was. It's basically... I don't if think it was, it was 1915. I think it was, like, 1928. If it was, not, it was not televised, it's not basketball. <laughs> that's, my, that's my theory. That's my stance. If it wasn't televised, it isn't basketball. Um, guys, some shit went down this week. Oh, yo. Current player wears it, too. Who? Luigi Detome? Not current player, but... Recent player, contemporary player. Yeah, somebody within the 2010s. Um, guys, Jimmy Butler got traded this week. That one uh, that one caught me off guard. On a Saturday, no less. On a Saturday at like noon. Who has yeah. the gall to make a blockbuster trade on a Saturday? Yeah, fuck you, Elton Brand. <laughs> How dare you? You ruined my day, man. No, that's not true. I'm sure many other NBA writers feel that way, but I was just enjoying the, uh, the Twitter. Just NBA Twitter at its finest, per usual. Just like deep diving, dissecting the trade. Having lots of opinions, and everybody feels bad for Markel Fultz. Uh, <laughs> I know. If they don't opinion? even pick up, if they don't pick up his option, if they don't even pick up Fultz's option, he makes twenty five million dollars. Even if he never plays again, he makes twenty five million dollars. So, do I feel any sympathy for him? Not a tiny bit. Sorry that you suck and can't get over your mental errors or your mental deficiencies. It's So this isn't necessarily the topic, but I do want to talk about it a little bit because what's been really odd about this whole Markel Faulting is like everybody wants to claim he has a pinched nerve in his shoulder. Uh, if he had a pinched nerve in his shoulder, he would get surgery. It's that fucking simple. Like, I don't want to hear any more about this pinched nerve shoulder injury. Like, he could have been recovered had he had a surgery last year. 
this is the yips. It's the yips. Like that that free throw that he shot the other day was it literally made me sad. <laughs> I got sad watching that. I like, was watching it because he is a twenty year old kid. Like it yeah. does it does make me sad to think that like he just like had so much potential and just flopped. I was I was watching that video and legitimately thought that my video was lagging at for like a <laughs> second. Because he came up, he just stopped, and I was like, oh, 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 that actually is a part of the shot. The funniest thing is watching everybody crash the lane yeah. when he pauses, because yeah. it's like, right. dude, why, what, I just, I, like, gotcha. is it, is it because he got, like, they gave up so much to get him, and now he feels a lot of pressure, is it because he man. just sucks, is it because he's mentally soft, is it because, I'm going to go ahead and say this, he might be a worse number one overall pick than Anthony Bennett, is that it? Because he, I mean, it's looking pretty fucking bad. It's not good. I, I agree with that. I think at this rate, like his, he he can't even get on the floor really. Like I mean, he's he's uh, they're forcing him into the roster, even though tonight they're they're sitting him. Like he's coming off the bench tonight, which frankly I think is a better. I think it's better for his his future if he stops starting and starts coming off the bench and playing yeah. against second units. I don't to, think like, he should get be some confidence. Right now, he yeah. absolutely should not be starting right now. He shouldn't play. He's got to play a little bit. You got a number one overall pick. The kid's got to. He's got to play. Why? He's got. He's play a. De- you're a playoff team. He's a detriment to your team on the floor. I don't give a fuck if he was the number one. pick. I think there are strategic. I think there are strategic opportunities to get him to the, into the game to build confidence against second units. It's unfortunate that that's what you get out of a number one overall pick when you see guys like Jason Tatum contributing in year one or guys like De'Aaron Fox in year two who are like completely turning it around same thing with like Malik Monk like yeah. just completely turning it around in year two the guy's gotta get minutes like he's gotta get on the floor he if, has to if I'm a 76ers player I'm like booby trapping the way to his locker with like bear traps like trip wires <laughs> and hoping that like we can like do something that prevents him from playing because he is a waste of space on the floor he does nothing he gives you nothing he is a net Negative. It's unfortunate because, like, he had, like, in college, he had the perfect skill set to complement that team, and then something just happened. I don't know what it is. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the Jimmy Butler trade that went down on Saturday. In the trade, in the exchange for Jimmy Butler, went Justin Patton as well to the Philadelphia 76ers. And in exchange, the Minnesota Timberwolves get Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second-round pick. Um, initial thoughts on, I guess, both sides of the trade. Um, do we have have we determined a winner? I don't know if anybody. I think it looks pretty good on both sides. It felt to me like a fairly even trade. I was surprised that Minnesota didn't get any first round picks for arguably a top fifteen player in the NBA. But Can, go ahead, sorry. no, go ahead. Can both teams be losers? Yeah, I mean that happens all the time. Um, I think both teams are losers. I think it, it doesn't. Neither team addressed needs. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I disagree, but... I was going to say, yeah, Minnesota got a 3 and D player and a, a stretch 4. Right. They need spacing and they need good defense. And two guys, especially in Robert Covington, who doesn't need to have the ball to be effective. Not, same thing with Dario yeah, Sarge. Now you get to run the offense through Cat. No, I get it. I just I don't think that it makes... I, I don't think it makes that team better. I don't. I mean, they're not a playoff team this year. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to be a playoff team, but you do have Dario. Like, Dario's going to be a free agent, but you got Robert Covington on a very, very team-friendly deal. Jared Bayless will be coming off the books soon. That's why I was saying, like, it, it would have made a lot more sense for them to get a first-round pick, even if they didn't use it. Yeah, I think that's what really bothers me the most, is, like, you're you you like you're going to have to re-sign Sarge. Like, 
Um, Jared Bayless, yeah, whatever. He's just a fucking expiring contract. That's right. all he's go good away. for. Go uh, but, like, I, I think the biggest thing is, like, they didn't get any real assets. Like, what, no. you got Robert Covington? You basically, like, do you think Dario Sarge is going to stick around for that fucking shit show after this season? He, I mean, we don't know how it's going to go, though. Like, and here's the thing. Like, Tibbs doesn't give a fuck about first-round picks right now because it's boomer bust for him. Like, he's going, he's literally just trying to make the playoffs to save his job. So you hamstring the team's future. Completely agree. But who gives a fuck? Like, he's, I mean, at that point, like, wouldn't you? Like, no, you, know, you got to save your job. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, so, I get it. But on the other side of that, like, on the like looking at the Philadelphia side of things, here's the one thing that Jimmy Butler brings to the 76ers that makes this trade totally worth it. Jimmy Butler is a plus ball handler, can get to the basket at will, and in the fourth quarters, especially during the playoffs last year, we saw a lot where Joel Embiid tried to do a little too much and would like bounce the ball off of his knees or like turn mm-hmm. the ball over. And Ben Simmons, while he can get to the basket at will, is not like he's not a guy you can give to the the ball to in crunch time who's gonna go get you a bucket because he can't shoot. Yeah. So what Jimmy Butler gives them is a guy who can who can isolate in the fourth quarter, who can get to the basket at will, and has an old school game where he will score by getting to the line and also has like a really good low post game, which makes that really interesting in their offense is like being able to switch up Ben Simmons and him on the low post when Joel Embiid is not in the game um, and also running like a pick and roll between Butler and, and and Ben Simmons there's a lot of applications there where like they're in a unique mold because of Ben Simmons unique talent and because of Jimmy Butler's ability to also be a good ball handler off the pick and roll and in ISO I think it makes a lot of sense for them and ultimately like the Sixers are going to do the same thing that they did last year they're going to add some scrap metal off of like anybody who's releasing or waving players towards the trade deadline like they did last year with Ursan and Marco Bellinelli and like if they can pick up the right guys like now it has to work out perfectly like last year Ursan and Marco Bellinelli played amazing when they came to the 76ers Ursan's so it has to work out to, and he's playing great with the Bucks year, yeah. but like that was a situational thing where it worked out I really really like this trade for a lot of reasons however like, if there's any team of, like, young, promising players that make sense for Jimmy Butler's playing style, it's this one. Because Joel Embiid is not going to let him get away with the shit that Cat got, got uh, let him get away with. Just not. Well, He's just Joel, not that soft. Joel Embiid's going to bark He's not going to play that shit. He's not going to play that shit. Which yeah, I think is I, something that Jimmy Butler wants. I think he needs that. Yeah. He's, like, we talked about this the other day. Who in Jimmy Butler's career, outside of Joakim Noah, has he ever played with that is, like, a, an alpha type that's going to tell him to shut the fuck up? Dwayne Wade? No. Uh, no. Dwayne Wade wasn't around. And Rajon, Rajon was more so like, be nice Rajon to the young Rondo's guys. Rajon Rondo's a punk bitch. He was more so like, be nice to the young guys. He wasn't like, it wasn't that type of like, and the other part is like, if it was like, old school Rondo who could like, tell him to shut the fuck up and also produce, that would have been different. Joel Embiid's the best player on that team and will tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So like, Joel Embiid's like, we don't need you to win, you will help us win. Like, so conform like by all means come here and like push people and like force them to work harder all all good but if you want to come in here and be a fucking diva that's my fucking job so no fucking way you're gonna do that like people love me for that shit and i'm adorable i'm the team diva. right that there's just it's just not gonna happen the way it happened in minnesota and honestly jimmy's gotta play he's gotta be a good boy because he's got he's gotta get paid this offseason and if he does another if he treats this situation in Philly like he treated this situation in Minnesota, nobody's going to want to sign him next year. It's just not going to happen. Somebody will. Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks, would the Knicks would sign him. <laughs> the so Knicks quick. would sign him. But otherwise, you I'd know take I mean? him. I I would take him back. I would I'd, take I'd be him happy like to take that. him back. Maybe come so back. there you go. Come I mean, on, somebody will take him. No, it was an interesting trade. And like now you have three of the top twenty players in the NBA all on the same team. So the question is like, 
who 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 of those of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and and Jimmy Butler are not a top twenty player? I'm just NBA? confused. You mean four top twenty? Oh, players. stop! <laughs> just stop! This <laughs> JJ, JJ Reddick, oh, oh, Marco yeah. Fultz. Yeah, that's who yeah. Marco JJ, JJ Reddick's averaging like sixteen point three a game. Listen, nobody loves JJ more than you. And I like JJ as well. Not even his wife. Not even. It's not even Chelsea. Close. If you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. I loved him first. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, you've got three guys on their roster who are top twenty players in the NBA, and like, unfortunately, the reality is in the NBA now, most teams outside of like Toronto don't have very very deep teams. You just have like a loaded starting like eight like eight rotation eight man the rotation. The Celtics are yeah. have a deep team, but it's almost a it's a detriment. It is like, and we they they have a lot of really good players and they have like I guess one great player in Kyrie does this mean that TJ McConnell's gonna lose minutes cause that really bums me out like well so here's guy. the thing the kid that they drafted from Wichita State Shamel is really really good like shoots the three well is a good playmaker can and they trade TJ McConnell to Orlando I'm sure you <laughs> yeah I'm sure they could I'm sure that well it's either that or Dallas will somehow but honestly, get like, him but honestly like their potential trade partner like could they swap somebody like TJ McConnell and somebody else for like a, an Evan Fournier? Like you guys don't oh you guys God, don't need yes. him. Yes, please. But Evan Fournier could be <laughs> like God. a guy who could stretch the floor, or like a Terrence Ross. By Terrence oh, Ross. I, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like uh-uh. that's somebody that they would go after to like change things out. In any case, um, so does this trade make the Sixers the favorite in the East? Uh, no. no. Okay. So who is who still remains? I am 100. percent Fully in on your Milwaukee Bucks. I agree, man. Dude, they fully looked in. really fucking so good against good. Golden State. That yes. ball movement is they just... looked amazing against Golden State. And I, it's it's I like, guess what happened like what the game right after that? No, two games after that. Fucking Brook Lopez. Yeah, I saw that shit the other day. My seven, man had like six three pointers. Seven, one game. seven, seven for eight. <laughs> It's crazy. Yo, I'm all in on Brooke Lopez <laughs> no, now. Look, I told you. shooting like 40-footers, and I was like, get it, Brooke. There are two oh, guys. Which your big ass. Two guys who I said I will, I'm willing I'm willing to give a second chance to. And one was Brandon Ingram. <laughs> the other was Brooke Lopez. And I'm coming around, and I'm huge. I love I love the Bucks. I like the Bucks when they had Ray Allen. I like the Bucks when they had Michael Red, even when they were terrible. Um <laughs> I like TJ Ford in that Bucks uniform. I like TJ Ford in that Bucks uniform. Oh. Uh, dude, the Bucks, man, they're good. Their their ball movement yeah. is borderline erotic. Yo, I yeah, Bud did an amazing. Well, job here's the with thing: like team. you take a guy who is like all things considered a good NBA coach. Like what he was able to do in Atlanta with some of those teams to like get them to sixty wins was that's good coaching. You now give him a top five player in the NBA, which he never had in Atlanta, and like. This is the fruits of his Give labor. Brogdon and That's what fucking I'm like, Chris Middleton. Yeah, and Middleton like is like good perfect players. for that system. It's perfect for that system. Ersan's doing great in the system. I should have known that Brooke Lopez would have a good season this season because um, Bud is a a pop guy. Right. And Brooke Lopez is like Greg Popovich's wet dream right. of like a center. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, really. Like, that guy just fits everything he he wants oh, to do. Man. Him and I think also like Marc Gasol. But I think that's because it's Paul Gasol. There's, right there's there. like, the, the, he has like a, he has a type. He either wants you to be like a, a stretch shooter. Right. Or he wants you to be a defensive banger who grabs rebounds but doesn't do anything on the right. offensive end. <laughs> yeah. That is literally, that's it. That's it. like, think about Perfect. like the guys like, Tiago Splitter. Yep. Um, what was that one guy? The Brazilian guy. Dwayne Dedman, right? Was oh, oh my God! Yes, I know you're like for uh, Fabricio Alberto. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they had some. They had somebody else too. Sounds but like I can't a think fake of. name. Alberto, I mean, Alberto Tiago Splitter was Brazilian too. Tiago Splitter. Like, I think. I think Alberto was Francisco, uh, Argentinian. Francisco Elson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a guy that works Dwayne with Dead us Man. named Tiago and is from Brazil. That's fair. So I may have confused it that way. Yeah. That might be. I think Tiago Splitter is definitely uh, uh, Brazilian. But in any case, uh, yeah. No, I think Milwaukee's still like I, I, Toronto's still my favorite in the East. Like Toronto's really fucking good and they're really deep. Yeah. Um, and they're playing really good defense. They have a very, very deep roster. Um, and Kawhi, like we had, we had Blake on the podcast a couple weeks ago talking about them. Like they've gotten off to a really good start and are just like again shooting a lot more threes than they have in recent years. Uh, and now they actually have a guy in the Demar Derozan role who can actually hit sub- said threes, which yeah. is helping them exponentially. And also, he just happens to be one of the best defenders in NBA also, history. Yeah, very um, good defender. But so we talked about Milwaukee beating the shit out of Golden State, which is kind of a good segue because. Um, this week, the Golden State Warriors lost to the Clippers, and uh, in at the end of regulation, Draymond got a rebound and uh, decided to dribble it all the way full court and then fall up on himself, um, which then led to the game going into overtime and them losing on a Lou Williams <laughs> pump fake foul yeah. three. Uh, it's a, a weird way to end the game, but nonetheless, um, it was a foul, but it was like such a cheap one. Yeah, it was an old man game, but like so. Here's the weird thing: is um, Draymond gets the rebound and. KD was clearly asking for the ball, and uh, they got into it on the sidelines. And there's been a lot of, of, of news coming out as a result of that game. A lot of things allegedly were said. Draymond said something about KD's impending free agency. KD's like, this is why I'm out of here. Draymond said, I saw a video. There's no sound. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to um, Boogie, and he's like, he clearly says he's a bitch. He's a bitch. Clearly says that to him. And it was right after their altercation. Right. Dude, fucking ship Draymond the fuck out of town. So here's here's what I will say. This is not the first time that Draymond has done that. And Draymond, like, you got to take the good with the bad with Draymond. Like, what people love about Draymond is his intensity and, like, he legitimately will do anything to win. Sometimes that intensity is, is presented in a way that is uh, detrimental to the team and or detrimental to, like, team camaraderie. And also, like, can we just take a moment and <laughs> accept the fact that Boogie was the peacemaker in the situation? <laughs> like, of all people, Boogie was the one who was like, guys, let's let's be sensible here. <laughs> yeah. Can we also talk about uh, Clay Thompson's analogy? Cool. It'll be behind us like a ponytail. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> he said, when we're on a winning streak... Uh, in a little while, we won't even be thinking about this. This will be in the past like a ponytail. So here's the thing about the, the, the whole situation is like, this has happened before with Draymond and Steve Kerr, with Draymond and, and other uh, 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 players on the team. Like, there have been plenty of times throughout his tenure there where they had to, like, sit him down and say, yo, you got to cut this shit out. But again, that's their brother. And, like, you, you take the good with the bad because his intensity is also part of the reason why he has been such a plus on the defensive end and has been a really good, like, injector of fuel into that team when they're going through like these lulls throughout the he season. He is uh in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. He's the guy who's taking the <laughs> oil and putting it in their mouth yeah. and then spitting it onto the engine yeah, to make yeah. the shit go that's somehow it. go faster. I don't know. I don't think scientifically that's how it works. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but what? it sounds like a wild ride. It's oh, great. it is. It's, it's a wild ride. Amazing. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a wild, wild ride down Fury Road. You Do you guys think that like do you think that KD legitimately is just like, fuck this, I'm out of here? Like, based on the way that things have gone over the last year? Here's the thing. Two things. One, it sucks that this happened so early in the season because they are going to put this behind them they and will. it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yes. 
for this year. Right. Kevin Durant was gone no matter what, but he is for fucking sure gone now. And I would honestly not be that shocked if they don't get the one seed this season. And if KD uh, goes into a little bit of fuck you, I'm going to get mine mode this season. Um, also, I don't think it matters that they don't get the one seed. Right. And I think he could go into like fuck you, I'm gonna get mine, especially with Steph out for a couple games. I think yeah. he's gonna, like I think he's gonna games. do it. I think he's gonna go into fuck you. I got mine mode, um, especially because like it's contract year. Yep. Um, yeah. And then he'll do a great job, and then him and Draymond will give like each other like a big old high five, and they'll have perfect, perfect video of Draymond being like. That's why I lit that fire on your ass. I knew you could do you. I knew you could he's, do you. He's gonna do another one of these with his two hands. Yeah, with the like two hands. He's like poking them. Gonna do another like, one I of these. I fucking knew you could do he's it. Like, Look, bro, I love you, man. This is the shit that we were talking <laughs> about before. And then they're gonna win a championship, and then Kevin Durant's gonna sign with the Magic in the offseason. <laughs> and we are gonna be the longest team of all time. <laughs> First team in NBA history where four of your starting five could stand arm to arm and reach the full length of the court. That would be like that would be John Hammond's like vision is what yeah, he was trying to build Milwaukee. So yeah, that's what he's doing in Milwaukee too. It's, we're gonna oh change our name. God. We'll be the Orlando Longboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Actually, you guys could be the. Uh... The Orlando stick bugs. That's fine. Stick bugs. I like that. I'm here for that. Um, um, also, I'd like to point out, I texted you guys this when I was watching the game. I want Kevin Durant versus uh, Giannis four times a year at least. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was a fun game, man. Like, Whatever just... team he ends up on next yeah. has to play It'd be Giannis. nice if they Great. If we play, Orlando plays Milwaukee. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Um, no, I don't know, man. The Golden State thing's weird. Like, it's one of those things like they've been together for so long now where like Draymond is just like their annoying cousin that they love but he also just like gets on their nerves it is what it is like part of what people love about him is part of what a lot of other people hate about him what are you gonna do I I completely agree like it's I think it's getting blown out of portion because everybody wants to see the, the Golden State Warriors just like fail and like finally somebody else win a championship yeah. but sorry guys it's not gonna happen they're the greatest fucking team ever um, like it's not even close you wanna talk about bad teammates Carmelo Anthony <laughs> what a segue not Look known at you. for being a great teammate Look at you this, I think and I was, now I think that was your first segue next time yeah, nicely done well done buddy and we had a Nick, Nicky and I had a couple good ones when we did that episode that's together. fair you guys I forget that, that you true, guys yes. I don't I, I block out the episodes when I'm not here because I wasn't here so they don't <laughs> you know what that's mean because I still listen to the ones that you guys do by yourself <laughs> just kidding I listened um, nope that's a good segue though so um some shit came, <laughs> shit came down. Some shit, some shit's happening in Houston. Mark Stein reported this weekend that uh, the Rockets basically informed him that his time's probably going to be over soon. A lot of speculation as to why they've had a bad season in general, and I wouldn't say that it's a Carmelo Anthony thing. Like he did agree to come off the bench, and no, he has not been good. He scored literally two points against the Rockets the other day. I mean, nope. uh, the Thunder. Thank yep. you. Um, and Lee Ellis of the starters tweeted, and I quote, that may have been Carmelo Anthony's best game for the Thunder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Um, he had look, a pretty good game after that. Or he did, or right yeah. He's, that or he's just, like he's not a good fit for what they're trying to do. He's not hitting his shots. Um, and, like, it just, I think what ended up happening was they probably were like, yo, there's a bunch of undrafted free agents and other kids that are better uh, than you at, like, the role that we need filled. Yeah. We thought you were going to be more of like a Joe Johnson type, and instead you're more of like an Allen Iverson type, and 
we don't want to just hold you hostage here if you want to go play somewhere else. So we'll release you so you can go play somewhere else and like get the minutes that it's you want to get. It's a very nice spin on it as if they're going to be nice about it. They're going to be like, yo, you you've watched the games you've played in. Yeah, and I, but I don't think that I don't think that Carmelo's been like a I don't think he's been like shaking things up. Like he's just He's just not performing. Yeah, he's not here's, doing anything. Here's something that I actually think is getting overlooked, and I think it's because his poor play last season. Mm. Last season, Carmelo Anthony shot 40.4% from the floor. This season, he's shooting 40.5% from the floor. <laughs> so clearly playing much better <laughs> than last season. I think yeah. people aren't giving him enough credit for that uptick. Uh, yeah. Of course. In, in efficiency. Yeah. No, I the, 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 the mellow thing is weird. The reports also came out that he is his representatives are looking for suitors for him if they do. Where does he go? Him. You know what my prediction is? He's going back to New York. He's really? Gonna go, he's going to go back and play for the Knicks. You know why? Because they suck. They're not playing for anything. He can go back home. That's where he wanted to be, anyways. And this will be like this will be his last season. That's my prediction. He goes back to the Knicks. They could use him, like potentially. I guess they're not playing for anything. What are they right now? He. They are four and ten. Like they're terrible. He has a no. I don't. He, he'll take minutes from Kevin Knox and shit. Don't. He he's done. It's over. It's over. You know what? The Knicks suck, and they need something to draw fans. Carmelo it's, coming back to the Garden, people will eat that shit. I don't up. think they will. I think Car- I think Knicks fans are sick of Carmelo's shit. I man, I tell you, the the Jesus Amaro would say otherwise. Jesus I Amaro think he, <laughs> he has a he has a player efficiency rating this season of eleven point five. Woof. Woof. Yeah, I, I feel like... He's so bad. This is what I feel like. I feel like, yeah, maybe these Amir love Carmelo, but all, they are smart Knicks fans, and they're going to be like, eh, not a great idea. No. All the other Knicks fans are going to be like, this is a terrible idea, but there's one Knicks fan who's going to be like, this is the greatest idea ever. That's James Dolan. Yeah, yeah, That's just exactly. going to get done. <laughs> it's exactly uh, what you're going. I was like, Spike Lee, maybe. But yeah. I, don't no. think, I honestly... Spike Lee's even like... Carmelo, no. So, I don't I don't think James Dolan particularly likes the New York Knicks. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done to that franchise fair. what he's done That's over fair. the last several years. Is there any team that Melo can is, play for? Is it weird for a second? I was like, I wonder if he'd fit on OKC. I, I, the moron. same thought across my mind, but honestly, they've been better uh, They've been better since Russ went down. Is that the Ewing theory? Maybe. They no. are. They're better without him. I fundamentally believe that. They, I said, I, I've said it on two different episodes of this podcast. You're not wrong. I know I'm right. Just so, say I'm right. Any, also, any teams that no. you think he could play for? No. I, a none. Just I'm gonna, fucking hang him up, bro. I'm going to throw out a couple teams. Okay, can I just say the one that I think would be great? Please. <laughs> just say fuck it. He goes to Golden State. <gasps> I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I got a good one. The Shanghai Sharks. Go average 125 points a game in the fucking Chinese he is League. He's not Mello. going to China. He still can get buckets to some he extent. He can't. Dude, he's, he's, I, I honestly, I used to have this conversation with my brother about players who I thought would age really well. And, like, I thought Carmelo Anthony would be, like, would retire at, like, age 38. That's what everybody thought. Because, like, his game doesn't, it's not athleticism dependent. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. It just fuck, it fell off really a cliff. Bad. So here are, here are a couple teams that I think actually would take a shot at Melo if he got released. Philadelphia. Boston. No way. Ooh. Philadelphia Ooh. does not. No. Philadelphia is too busy trusting that. Them. Philadelphia is trusting that process. Now well, the process is that over. That process is over. I know. I, 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 I understand the, the process is over, but they have their core talented guys. They don't need fucking Carmelo Anthony coming in and mucking that shit up. Maybe he goes to the Clippers? And Golden State is my other pick. Or one last one, and this is a this is my last sleeper. 
Goes to San Antonio, plays for Greg Popovich. I just looked at San Antonio on there and I'm thought that myself. You, he kind of makes sense in a sense that like he can he can now play the four. He's comfortable with that. You can kind of put him in to offset some of the Rudy Gay uh, minutes. Um, Hell, you could play Patty Mills, DeRozan, Mello, Gay, and Aldridge. Gay and yeah. That's, that's actually that's a pretty decent lineup. I'm telling you, I think San Antonio, San Antonio. You, no, 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 no. Hold on, I'm stopping. I'm stopping this right now because I'm I'm getting I'm doing this thing where I'm like I'm like oh, well, man, maybe Carmelo will I'm turn it around. Man. No, Carmelo's career he's done. He go sucks. To Mex- he's you know done. what? Him and AI are really China. close. Him and AI are, are really close. Maybe he'll go to Memphis, Memphis and refuse not to not to not start. Uh, go to maybe he can go join Antoine Walker in Puerto go, Rico. Go to New Orleans. Go play with Anthony Davis. Dude, Let's see how that goes. He's a bum. Go well. Melo is a bum. Maybe he'll go to the Lakers. Him and LeBron are, are tight. I honestly think that Melo will go to China. I, I think he'll end up in China, and I'll tell you why. Because the guy, if there's one thing that I have learned about him, it is that he does not give a fuck about competing for that's 100% anything. True. Yeah. He just that's wants a, to that's make 100% money. True. And I guarantee you he would go to China. For I wonder a, if a, sh- like right. a really, really shitty team would give him I was just going to say, what if he went to Minnesota? I didn't realize Minnesota's 5-9. <laughs> They're not good. They're not, They're not good at all. Um, what if he went to Phoenix? Phoenix would make sense. Why yeah, not? I, be, I would Why feel not? so bad. Get for people excited. Fucking, uh... The problem is, is like a lot of these bad teams. I'm like, oh, they've got young, cool players that like he'd take minutes from, and then the good teams. I'm like, he fucked that whole situation up. So I like, if I'm a GM, I don't touch him. Send him to Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. For the players to play. Atlanta. Oh, Why yeah, not, buddy? Why not? <laughs> my man. Like my like seriously, go to Atlanta. You're gonna get all the tick. You can take some of Vince Carter's minutes. And oh no, I don't want him to do nothing. that. He no. won't take any minutes away from any Yo. of you guys. Vince Carter dunked on a fool the other day. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he also missed a dunk this year. So put him, put him in the fucking torture chamber. Oh, Gave him a little God. shimmy. It wasn't <laughs> spun around. It was in. I enjoyed it. He, he also, got. He, I mean, he barely got that dunk, but Ooh. so so gentle, so sweet. All Vince right. Carter. <laughs> Next topic that I want to talk about, and I'm actually adding another team since we're on that subject. Who has been the most dysfunctional team this season? Out of these four teams, the Cavs, the Wizards, the T Wolves, or the Rockets? Um, I I think the Wizards are pretty high up there. They're not. They're not not the most dysfunctional team. It's like that's why they're on this list. This, yeah. So here's the thing. It's though. definitely all. It's I th- I am gonna go ahead and say you added Rockets last. I think the Rockets are the least dysfunctional. On it, I agree with I that. Agree. I agree. With uh, that. I still think they're a little dysfunctional. I'm trying to think. Is there any team that you think you could put on there instead? Uh, um, honestly, like I don't see any other teams on here that are like a total shit show besides those those teams. Like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the rest of the teams, like, the, the Lakers aren't really, they're, they're not dysfunctional, they're, they're just still figuring shit out. They're three in a row, so I get that. New Orleans has been weird. They won four straight, lost six straight, right, won three, three straight. They got a weird, like, they got a weird squad. Nico Meritage has come back to earth, and Anthony Davis has been hurt. Um, but Nico's also Is Nico coming back to earth, earth, or is he is he just in a slump? Um, I think he's, he's coming back to ga- earth. I genuinely games. think he's He's had like, a couple of good games, though. Already. I think he's just, like, he's coming back to law of averages. So, like, me personally. It's the Cavs. I completely agree that the Cavs were the most dysfunctional team this year, like, n- oh, by far. yeah. Not even close. Number one, you fire your coach right away. Number two, the guy who's your interim coach doesn't even want to sign a full-term deal when you offer it to him for the rest of the year. Everybody hates your rookie. J.R. Smith doesn't want to be there and is sabotaging everything. Um, the veterans don't want to be nobody there. Nobody wants to be yeah. there. Nobody wants to play there. Tristan they Thompson are, doesn't want to be there. They are so bad. They are 2-11. and 11. They're the worst team in the NBA um, no. Aren't the... Well, they're the tied with Phoenix. Yeah. The Suns are doing They're tied with Phoenix. I will, I, you can't call them the worst. Well, <laughs> I like Phoenix better than Cleveland. I, I, I'd I, pick 
in a in a series at of this point in a five time, game yes. series, I take uh, Phoenix. I would I like to know. point like, out this though. I was gonna say Cleveland knows how to tank efficiently. They do. And they, they you know, go, we, we know what they're going for. They're going for Zion. I was gonna say the next they're up going is for Zion. they could they could replace in a sense. They could go from LeBron James losing him, gaining Kyrie Irving, gaining LeBron again, losing both of them, and then getting Zion. Lane. Which could be interesting. Then you got your new age Zion or uh, LeBron and Kyrie with Zion yeah with and, Zion and uh, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. The Wizards are, are a fucking shit show, although they have been playing better as of late and are on a two-game winning streak. But John Wall came in out of shape. They don't like each other. Like, Bradley Beal's pretty much ready to go. Markeith Morris is like, fuck these guys. Um, Dwight Markeith Howard Morris doesn't back. like anyone. Fair. He likes his brother. That's pretty much it. He likes his Barely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Wizards has been very dysfunctional, but, like, that, that situation could potentially still right itself. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, they're not good. They're not going to be good this year. Like, yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not. They're really, really bad. Something drastic has to change. For I honestly think Orlando has a better shot of making the playoffs than the Wizards do. Hot yeah, take. Six and eight. Hot take. You know I'm gonna, I'm just, I mean, I'm, like, I'm just going to say that. And then Orlando's not good. Yeah. I'll like, say this. Another hot take of who might have a better chance than making the Wizards. And I can't believe I'm saying this. The fucking Kings. Yeah, well, different conference. But I mean, if they if they played, yeah, well, if the yeah. Kings were in the East, the I would definitely take them. I the love, Kings are good; they're fun to watch. I love the Kings. They the other are. the other team that I actually had high hopes for going into the playoffs or making the playoffs this year, but now those those have been derailed. It was the Nets. Like I really actually liked this Nets team because mm-hmm. every night it was somebody different. Plus, Karis LeVert. Unfortunately, Karis LeVert goes down with a pretty gruesome injury. Although wasn't as bad. As we wasn't expected. nearly as bad as we thought. He just fractured his ankle, which still bad, but. They're saying he might actually be able to make it back this season. Yeah, they which is great because, like, season. bro, he was averaging like twenty-one points a game. Like, yeah. he was really making a case for most improved player this year. He has been really, really good this season. Yeah. And that Brooklyn team is really fun. Like him, Jared Allen, like Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, even like D'Angelo Russell to some extent. Like Damari Carroll's playing a good role on that team. They've got a lot of really interesting rotation players. Um, and like you have Alan Crabb, who's good, not great. I like, like Alan Crabb. I, he I makes like, like seventeen million I like their a team. Year, their team is like really fun, and it's not a team of the past where it's like, who's this guy? Who are these guys? Like, can you name five guys on their roster? Like, it's not that team anymore. They're you know really who, good. You know who I feel about in the same way? The Pistons. Boy, man, the Pistons have been weird though. Like they got off I, to a really good start, and then they've just yeah. like floundered. Yeah. I, I like Blake I, has been so yeah, inconsistent. I like I like the I like the Pistons. I'm also surprised. I really like the Pacers. The Clippers the Pacers, have been doing. Dude, I love the Pacers. The, yes. Clippers, the Clippers are, are doing great. very well. They they beat Golden State. We talked about that. They also beat the Bucks. Yeah. They've look. What are they at right now? The Bucks. Who? No, no, no. The the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers Clips. are eight and five. They're fourth in the Western Conference. That's not bad. That's oh, gonna. Also, I mean, that's gonna come crashing back down. Will it though? Like, yeah. they're they're the type of team that they only really they have they have a lot of really good contracts, a lot of really good contracts. They're a deep roster. They're like they're like this. They're like a lesser version of the Celtics on the and they're coached the by Doc Conference. Rivers and yeah, and they're coached by Doc Rivers. Well, like Doc Rivers still did a lot with that team post that Blake Griffin trade last year, and like made a late season surge that they almost made the playoffs. Like I they were worse with Blake Griffin. They were worse with him. And then they made the trade, and Tobias Harris elevated his game. And then they, I mean, they almost made the playoffs. All right, here's the thing. I'm going to agree with you uh, just because I'm looking here at the teams behind them. And outside of Utah, I don't know if any of those teams are necessarily better. Minus the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are probably better than the I Rivers. did not see the Pelicans. Yeah. They, were just, <laughs> they were just directly under the Jazz. And Houston. 
Nah, uh-uh. Houston's better than Houston's I don't. Better I don't think I, they are. I think Houston ends up being Houston better. losing, losing, losing Trevor Ariza and yeah, Luke Richard and Bob Murphy. Sure. Killed him. And not being able to make that Jimmy Butler trade also hurt them. Like that would have been a really good addition to that team. Yeah, Jimmy Butler um, is your father. So that's actually kind of a good segue to the next topic that I wanted to talk about. So the Nuggets. To this point in the season, who has been your like must-watch NBA team when you have an opportunity to watch them? The Nuggets. And explain. Why? I mean, they're just, they're fun to watch. Like, I'm, okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's my big thing. Whenever somebody asks me a question like this, I don't like mentioning teams that are on primetime a lot. Sure. The Bucks are on primetime a lot. Sure. Otherwise, I would say the Bucks. I'd say the Bucks too. But the Bucks are so Bucks much are fun to watch. But they're, they're on primetime a lot. You can, you can catch them a lot. Like, sure. the Nuggets, unless you have League Pass, they're not on primetime a ton. Sure. So, they're sure. not on TV a lot. And so... Unless you have League Pass. So the way I always kind of look at this question is like, who is a team that you should buy League Pass for? Sure. And my answer is the Denver Nuggets. Because they're very good. And they play a very similar style of basketball to uh, the the Bucks. Yeah. No. I mean, the Bucks have been like my kind of must-watch team this year just to, to see what Giannis has been capable of. I've actually really enjoyed watching Indiana. I know we talked about them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and honestly, like my kind of like guilty pleasure this whole season – I really like watching Dallas. I just want to see what Luka Doncic yeah. is going to do on a night-to-night basis. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it is about him. He's obviously a talented player, but he doesn't interest me that much. Yeah, he's not overly athletic. He doesn't do anything flashy. But no, it's, it's, not, like it's, it's not that. He's a good player. You know what I think it is? I'll be honest with you. The Dallas Mavericks, for as long as I can remember, have been boring. Sure. They're a boring team. Yeah. Like They're pretty fucking boring. They, see? Like, the Spurs, people used to say the Spurs are boring. But the Spurs, they move the ball right. and they shift the defense, right. and it's like fun to watch. The, the the Mavericks just have never had a player where I'm like, hell yeah, well, that guy. Dirk. I mean, but even Dirk, like Dirk, what? He shoots one footed fadeaway. His <laughs> brother, like all day kinda, long. He was kind of boring. You know what I mean? And like, I like Dirk. Sure. And I like those players, and it's nothing against them. It's just that I find them boring. And so, yeah. you know, even though you watch them, your opinion is wrong. It makes you feel bad. <laughs> so here's the only thing that frustrates me about Dallas is like, Luca is clearly the best player on their team. It's not even close. Dennis Smith Jr. is yeah. not good. He's just not good. I'm going to um, fucking stop you right there. Dennis Smith Jr. is having a sophomore slump. Uh, he barely had a freshman, like a good freshman season. I thought he was good last year. He was just okay last year. Just I okay. Him. I thought he was... I'm going to go to the stats. You guys may discuss him I thought he did better than De'Aaron Fox last year. Oh, he did. De'Aaron Fox was not good last year. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox was really, really good. I think he did better than Lonzo. De'Aaron Fox is averaging like 19 points per game and like 7 assists per game. Like he's he's good. He is good. Darren Fox is doing very good this year. Um, yes. Those are those are kind of my teams. The other team that I like to watch because I I the thing with like league pass teams, I like to watch young players. Like, like while I do like to watch the stars, they I are, genuinely he like. He averaged watching. fifteen points, five assists, and four rebounds a game last season. While only shooting thirty nine point five percent from the floor, <laughs> yeah, 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 he can't shoot. Darren Again, Fox still he, can't he shoot. Got, but... He got a long but reach. to be fair though, he shot fifteen shots a game because they sucked right, ass last like, season. But he also put up numbers because he got the leash. Like he got the ability to do so. He's shooting forty five percent from the floor this season and averaging fifteen to fifteen point two points per game. His rebound numbers are the same and his assists are down so because Luca is the, the primary here's ball the handler. But he also makes really bad decisions with the ball. Like, he makes bad decisions with the ball, and he doesn't move without the ball. He's in his fucking second year. You can't say he's bad. Yeah, I still like him. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, I I enjoy watching... I, I mean, I, it's hard because they get 42 primetime games this year, but the fucking Lakers are fun to watch. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Lakers are legit. I don't even watch. watch. So here's, I don't watch the Lakers because they're fun. I just want to watch the Lakers to see like, is LeBron ever gonna pick this up? Like, are they ever gonna like hit their stride? I want to be there the moment that they're like that they figure it out when the light bulb like is when like, they become flicks. Showtime. Yeah, I, I want to be there for that. I you know what? I'm not in the Lakers this <laughs> season either. Like I'm really not. Like I I had them on the other night and I was like nope and yeah. just turned it off and I flipped over to something else. Like I just for somebody who runs a like who runs shouldn't say runs but, but, but every time. participates <laughs> in a, in a, a um, co-host a, a um I participate I'm a active participant <laughs> of this podcast I really um know. where I I should be consuming tons of basketball and I do I mean I, I yeah. do I, I consume a lot of it um the Lakers though God fuck man they yeah. just do not interest I, me I'm disinterested in them in general. Yeah, um, I enjoy them. I also uh, hometown, but I love. I like watching the Bulls. I do, yo, I, I uh, actually enjoy watching Zach Levine play. Like I, Zach like, Levine and Wendell so Carter Jr. are so much fun, fun to, watch. to watch. Like he's, we suck mm-hmm. so hard, and he is so bad at defense. But I will take that, knowing that we're going to suck this year. And I'm actually excited because I don't hate the the top five picks in this year's draft. So yeah. I'm okay with it, especially if we can get a guy like Cam Reddish or JJ or RJ Barrett, like two or three if we get that bad. Um, here's the thing. I will take in this current version of the Chicago Bulls a shitty defense and a shitty defensive Zach Levine for three amazing dunks a game. Like, yeah. like I'll take that shit. And like he, he's a good shooter. This is one of his best shooting seasons. Yeah. He's like fifth in the league in scoring. I genuinely, he's, I like watching a, I him think, play. I think I saw a thing saying he's the only player in the league who scored twenty points every game. Has he? Yeah, like some players. He can't be the only one. Though. I think that's what I was. I'll let me double check it. He's been fun. I'll um, double check. It's been very fun to watch him. It's a homer pick. I know. He's I'm terrible. Gonna, I want to apologize the, the, in advance. He's for terrible at defense, <laughs> and gonna, the Bulls are terrible. I, I really, I have to apologize for what I'm about to say in advance. He's about to come hard. <clears throat> And actually, this is not a hate on any of the Bulls players. Um, so, uh, when I first moved here, I, I I moved from Iowa, where we had no professional sports teams. And I was like, I'm so excited to uh, be somewhere where I can watch an NBA game every night if I want to. Like, I buy a league pass, so I can now. <laughs> but, like, but like at the time, like, I was broke. Like, I was in college. Like, sure. I wasn't buying fucking league pass, sure. right? Um, I was begging my parents for it, and they were always saying no. <laughs> um, and so, uh, like, I, I, I tried to watch them because I live here, and I want to watch the Bulls um, just strictly because I live here. Dude, Stacy King, I cannot fucking stand. I cannot stand <laughs> oh, Stacy King. Every wow. every Bulls fan loves him. God damn, he's fucking annoying. Here's the thing, and this is actually kind of a good segue into the next topic. Blasphemy. Because hometown hometown people will always like their hometown people. Like supporters of their team. The reality is, is that announcers are always biased for their team. It's just no, reality. no, no. I have, I have no, pro- I have no problem with the bias. I get it. I watch team specific feeds when I watch games on right, League Pass. Exactly. But Stacey Whoa. King, uh, sorry, just go, going back for a real quick second. The next four home games for the Wizards, you can buy tickets for five dollars. Woof. One time, Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan, sold football tickets uh, for the price of like you bought two cokes. 
and you got fo- like football tickets because they were so <laughs> bad and the fan interest was so down. This wasn't like 2010. Jesus, it's like wow. the it was like the end of the Brady Hoke tenure. Right. Pre- not not relevant, but it just like I just was thinking about that and I think that's wild. But, but you were, um, you were saying about David Stacey. No, yeah, I, I don't have a problem that he's a homer by any means. I, I don't like because I watch team specifics feeds um, on League Pass and I get it. Like yes, hell yeah, you're gonna fucking sure. You, you're, you're the fucking team announcer. Sure. Uh, he just, I don't know what it is. He just kind of annoys me. The Bulls just kind of, the Bulls to me are just one of those teams that are just boring. Like, not, the players aren't boring. Like, Zach Levine is is fucking electric. But the Bulls, the Bulls have just never had, outside of Jordan, just never had a bunch of players who I was like, I really fucking like that guy. <laughs> like, that guy's one of my, like, because this is actually a good segue That's into what we're just about this to talk perfect. about. But the Bulls have never had players that I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to root for that player. Yeah. And he plays for the Bulls. And I am a huge proponent of, I root for players more than I root for teams. I'm a Magic fan, sure. Yeah. But you know who else I love? The fucking Trailblazers. Because well, I love CJ McCollum and I love Damian Lillard. So, but let me ask you a question. And this is, this is kind of, I, I kind of know what the answer is already. But like, how did you become an Orlando Magic fan? Tracy McGrady. Exactly. So, and this is something that was brought up on a podcast I was listening to recently, which is interesting because, like, you don't really get this in other sports. Like, you do to some extent. Like, in football, there's, like, guys who are, like, Odell Beckham fans or they're Zeke Elliott fans. But they're not, though, because if if Odell Beckham Jr. gets traded... Yeah, they don't. They don't team. follow him. Well, so I'm talking. I'm talking specifically. Like this is a younger generation. Like we grew up in a generation. We're kind of the last of a dying breed. Well, maybe not you, but like you and I, are the last of a dying breed of like. I grew up in this hometown, or like in my formative years, I grew up here, and like this is my team. And no matter what, through ups and downs, I support this team. We've now gotten to this new day and age, which I don't hate because the players are more uh, out in the zeitgeist. They have their own personal brands they have their social media followings like they've created their own business around themselves and yeah. because of that these these younger generation nba fans become like lebron james fans what's so like all the people that i used to get pissed off about when lebron left cleveland to go to miami and then went back and they switched from a Cavs jersey to a heat jersey to a Cavs jersey again i'm like oh my god you're so fucking but those annoying. are mostly not people those are people not from cleveland right no no yeah. I mean, that's the thing but there's people in chicago where you have a home team where they like latch onto a player and it's just like I ride or die with KD wherever he goes. Doesn't matter. And I, mean, I don't I, hate that. You know who I root for? 76ers. You know who I used to root for a few years ago? The fucking LA Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I get it, dude. I, I will follow J.J. Redick to the end of the earth. Yeah. J.J. Redick I goes agree. to play for the fucking Shanghai Sharks. Right. That's the only Chinese well, team I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Beijing's like the Ducks. Sure. So, Beijing, like, yeah. uh, are, like, I wait, mean. Quite, are they quite, the quite, Tigers? Quite. Uh, there is a Tigers, but I'm pretty sure Beijing is the Ducks. That's where, right. that's where mm. Marbury played. Yeah. But if he went there. Hell, man, I buy a fucking jersey. So and it's funny you said that because, like, while I said that we're the last of the dying breed, we're also kind of a hybrid. Because I'm in, a, I'm in a similar vein in my other sports fandoms. Like, yes, I am a Cubs fan, but growing up, I was a Pudge fan. So when Pudge was a Marlin, I loved the Marlins. When he played for the Tigers, uh, yeah. I loved the Tigers. When he was a Ranger, I loved the Rangers. And like, even in football, to some extent, I was a huge fan of um, of Kurt Warner. So like, if Kurt when Kurt Warner was in St. Louis, I was rooting for the Rams. When he went to the Cardinals, I was a huge Cardinals fan. So I was very much on board with that. So, like, we're in this weird shift now, like, where I we, – we are of that, that, that tier of fans that, like, many of us latch onto our hometown team, but that's a dying breed. So I guess the big question is, like, yay or nay on, like, following a player rather than, like, being a, a team supporter? And what I'm saying in this case is, like, not being a hybrid. I mean, like, literally choosing one camp over the other. 
I have to choose one. So I'm saying, like, are you cool with somebody supporting just a player and not a team? Yeah or nay? Oh, yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be against Player that. or players? Player. So, like, I have to only choose Like, you're one a LeBron player. guy. Doesn't matter where LeBron I'd goes. I'd take player. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. If you told me I had to pick between one of the two, I would root for the 76ers strictly because of J.J. Redick. Interesting. Like, without a second thought, I would root for them. Yeah. See, and I've, I've grown and up here. I think here, that's true because I would be like, I love the Bulls, but I would just vote for, if I would go for the Bucks because of Giannis. Yeah. See, but I, so I'm, I'm unique in the sense, of, like, I don't know that I'm unique. I'm definitely not unique. But, like, I, I prefer to, like, choose a team and just, like, deal with the lumps because when things are good, it feels, I don't know, it's it's hard to say. Like, I was a Cubs fan my entire life, and they sucked many of many of Ooh, the years of my life. Many a time. I want to be clear. I'm only talking basketball. Uh, sure, 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 sure. But even in basketball, like, the Bulls have been bad more than they've been good in the years that I've been a fan. But, like, the periods when they looked like they might actually make it to the championship were really fucking exciting for me. Right. Yeah. I, and I, do, I, I, I totally understand that. And this is something, like, this is a point I've made on this podcast. I talk about it all the time. NBA star-driven league. Um, rosters are smaller. Single guys have more impact. Um, you, I, I think people tend to latch on to players to yeah. some degree. So I, I, I certainly understand your point, and I agree with you in every other sport. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Brewers fan. Right. We are trash sometimes, but the, recently we've been really fucking good. And it's been really fucking fun. Sure. Like last year, we like this season, we almost made the right. World Series, and that would have been fucking rad. Yeah. But like we didn't, and that sucked. So I, I get it. Um, but like. With basketball, I think the players are just more polarizing. Yeah, and very, very true. The, like you said it earlier, they have their own brands and, it's and that way, kind of like, thing. It's way like globally bigger than any other sport. Right, and I so I like rooting for yeah players. I get that. You know? Like I mean, I like that. I like I, I like the like there are, there are kids like the now because Jeremy Lin. I like there Jeremy are, Lin. There are kids now that are Orlando Magic fans that do not live anywhere near Orlando. Probably have never been there because of Mo Bamba. Like that's real. Yeah. Like there are Celtics fans who became Celtics fans because Dude, Jason Tatum. I, or because I'm, of Kyrie. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Magic fan because when I was in fifth grade, I watched Tracy McGrady go out and score thirty two a night on thirty two a night on fools. And he was another one that I followed. Like when he was a Rockets, when he played for the Rockets, I'm like, I'm in. I'm and I like I became I, I loved him. Yeah. You know I who else saying, I loved? I loved Chris Weber. Like I became a, a Kings fan <laughs> for like for like four years in the early two thousands because I loved Chris Weber and I loved Mike Bibby. And you know yeah. what? I've turned into a Pacers fan because I love Doug McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, guys, anything we want to plug before we wrap up today? You can follow me on Twitter. Yeah. You can. Yeah. yeah you can it's at Tad Hall underscore. There you, you can go. do those things. You can follow me. Uh, Did you wear your oh, – are you wearing overalls? Yeah, I got overalls. Boy, what is wrong with you? Have you lost your uh, mind? Because I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. We're all good. Find a new slant. We're good to go. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Nikki Palooza on social media. Uh, Tuesday nights at the IO Theater, 8 to 10 p.m. The Pool. I do improv there. Boom. Uh, make sure and follow – MBA at MBA Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure and give the podcast a five star rating and review. Tell us what you're thinking. You can also email us at theyaynetwork at gmail.com. Would love to know what your feelings are about the Jimmy Butler trade. Want to know what you guys think about the T Wolves as a result of that trade and where you guys think Mellow are going to go. So let, it, let us know. You can tweet at us. You can email us. Uh, for Tad, you for can Nikki, send us a carrier pigeon. It's true. Yeah, send us a package to Tad's apartment. Uh, he no, no, that, no, no, uh, no, 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 no unmarked packages, please. Um, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>
拜。